Right. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, so I'm going to pick up right where I left off from last episode, which was talking about the neural pathways and, and uh, managing your emotional responses so that you can ultimately alter your behaviors. And, and so the, the, one of the ways that you can um, proactively, so, so kind of the, the monitoring your emotional responses and all that stuff um, becomes sort of, sort of a reactive, um, it's, it's, it's designed to help you, um, to help you respond instead of react. So it's, it's almost reacting to yourself so that you're not reacting to the outside stimulus. But, um, as I said, in the five step habit breaking pattern there, you got to replace with something. So, um, what do we replace with? Uh, you you need to replace with things that are gonna that are gonna serve you and help you and build you up and um, build others up for that matter. And if you because if you don't replace it intentionally, you're gonna replace it accidentally. And you you if if it's accidental, it could be something else negative. And usually it will be because rarely do we form positive habits by accident. Okay, um, they are if you if you accidentally have a habit that serves you, it'll likely be a self-serving habit as opposed to a an everyone-serving habit. You know, a, a best best results for all involved kind of thing. That's a we mentality. It'll it'll be like a me mentality, um, positive that you know grow you, but might be might do so at the detriment of others. Now, the the thing I want to get into though is the is the the, like the positive self-talk, telling, conditioning yourself to be the positive version that's going to replace the negative version in that five-step process, okay? Again, that five-step was becoming aware of the thing you want to change, um, noticing when it happens and fixing it. You know, it's usually, this is usually getting rid of a, neg- you know, a bad habit, right? Um, so a, a good example, I'll give you an example of, of one that I, that I, um, I used to swear a lot, like a sailor and, um, sorry, mom and dad, <laughs> I didn't swear around my parents. That's one of those tricky things. If you can swear, if you can not swear around certain people, then do you really need to swear at all? Anyway, but I decided that. Um, I was aware that I used bad language, but I decided that I didn't want to anymore at some point. So, so it was, it was a decision that I want to change it. So maybe that's a better first step is, is an awareness and, and decision. I don't want this anymore. Okay. And then, so what I, what would happen is I, it was difficult for me to change that pattern of behavior. And there were times when I'd notice that, oh, I just let whatever slip. And sometimes it might be, after, you know, in the early stages of this, it was like um, a paragraph filled with bad words would come out and I'd be like, wow, ooh, hey, you know what? Sorry, I didn't mean to, I'm trying to trying to clean up my language. So I apologize for using the bad language. Let me, let me try this again. And I would, and so it becomes a acknowledge it and rectify it. Okay. So it happened. Let's, let's fix it. And then that, then there's a, um, the, and between that step and the next and the third step, the third step being um, catching it in the in the act, 
So as it's about as it's happening, you catch it. There, there's a it's almost like a spectrum between that where um, the amount of time between the bad habit occurring and you taking note of it and rectifying it um, begins to decrease between those the the second and third steps. Okay. So eventually it decreases down to the point where it gets to the third step, which is where you're catching it as it's happening and, um, and introducing the new thing, you know, the, the good language. So I started introducing for myself, I started introducing, you know, alternative cuss words. Um, you should, uh, you should check out Tim Hawkins, uh, alternative cuss words for, I think, Maybe it's Christian cuss words, alternative cuss words for Christians or something. Tim Hawkins, alternative cuss words, and it's a funny bit that he does. Um, but essentially, I started doing that. I started substituting these uh, uh, colorful and expletive words with ones that were acceptable, you know, societally acceptable, and um, started started changing my language. So I catch it as it's happening, and then replace it with the thing I wanted. That's, that was the step three. Um, then, uh, the, the key difference between step three and step four is catching it as it's happening. So part of it, some or all of it comes out and you catch it. Step four is where you're catching it before it comes out. So you're, you're, you're increasing your awareness of this bad habit happening by getting to the point where you are aware that it's about to happen and you catch it before it actually happens. And then you, Again, you're replacing it with that positive habit um, that you're looking to replace. So, and then eventually the default behavior becomes the positive thing and the bad habit is no longer the automatic. And um, so that's, that's, that was kind of, that was my journey. I, I ultimately got to the point where I um, stopped using bad language and had good language and that was that was it it took some time but that was the process that I went through and as I was aware of that process uh, retroactively um, I reflected back on it and came up with this this thing it was that it was actually that pattern uh, that particular bad habit that helped me come up with that five-step pattern that I think happens in all bad habit replacement okay so so that's that's the the thing. So what I'm what I want to identify today in this episode is the positive thing that you want to re- replace. How how do you find that positive thing that replaces the bad habit? And um, one of the most detrimental bad habits that anybody has is the um, negative self talk. Okay, we say negative things to ourselves, and those negative things do in fact influence how we behave. So that's that's what I want to talk about today is is how and why what you say to yourself affects your results in life. Okay. Um so bear with me some some people kind of, you know, oh, he's going into the woo-woo land of of uh name it and claim it or things like that. That's that's not that's not where I'm going, okay? There's there's a there's scientific explanations. Again, I'm not a scientist or the expert. I'm learning from from experts. Uh, I'm I'm daily consuming information to expand my awareness on these topics and things, um, and and applying them to my life. So what I'm talking about is 
um, my own personal experience with these as opposed to a, um, you know, I'm going to be up on a stage lecturing about how they work. Okay, so how they've worked for me. Um, the, the, there's a thing inside of your brain called the reticular activating system. And it is the, essentially the, the doorman or the gatekeeper, the bouncer of your mind, of your, of your conscious awareness. Okay. And so, um, I like the bouncer metaphor. I've been using the gatekeeper uh, for a long time, but I like the bouncer thing. So I'm, uh, so you got this bouncer guy, he's standing out and, and behind him is the door to conscious awareness. Okay. Now at any given moment, um, you and I are having like trillions of bits, computer term bits of information pummeling us from all, from all around. There's, I mean, it's, it's insane if you, if you actually read about or, or, or learn about just how much information is, is constantly bombarding us. We need that bouncer. Okay. Because if, if you became consciously aware of everything that was going on around you, you would get so overwhelmed, you would freak out. And that's, um, I, I have a feeling that that's a really big factor in, um, uh, autistic people is, is the, the size and strength of that bouncer rejecting outside stimulus and, and limiting how much gets to get in, um, is, is not as effective as it is for, uh, people that do not suffer from that. So that's my own personal theory. Anyway, um, so this bouncer standing there and he gets to decide who gets into the conscious awareness club behind him. And, um, and that, that's a very important job. That bouncer is your, your friend. Uh, as long as you are controlling his guest list. Okay. If you're not controlling his guest list, there will be things that get rejected that don't get allowed into your conscious awareness that you would like to. And there are things that do get allowed in your conscious awareness that you would not like to. Okay. And the negative self-talk is one of those things. So, um, the guest list is formed by things that you have decided are important. And um, saying something to yourself over and over is a default way of making it important and putting it on the guest list. So if you're constantly beating yourself up with negative self-talk, guess what? Things that reinforce and because negative self-talk brings friends. Okay. And, and so um, when negative self-talk shows up, bringing his posse of, of um, poor choices and negative outcomes and bad results, Mr. Bouncer goes, oh, yeah, you're on the list. It's negative self-talk plus however many guests. Come on in. And he just steps out of the way and in come these conscious thoughts that do not serve you. Okay? And, and so there's, there's a lot of different ways to uh, help you understand this bouncer guy, okay? The, uh, there are some things like everyone, okay, everyone knows that whole phenomenon. As soon as you buy a new car, all of a sudden you start seeing more and more of that make and model car around town. And, and the reality is the reason that happens, it's not because there's more of them around all of a sudden, it's that you're all of a sudden consciously aware of them because you went and said, I'm investing a 
crap ton of my hard-earned money and time to get this thing. It's important. It goes on my guest list. And all of a sudden, the, you know, whatever that, you know, your Mercedes-Benz or your whatever becomes, you become consciously aware of it because they're there. They've been there. It's not a, it's not that a bunch of people bought them at the same time you did and all of a sudden they're everywhere. It's that you're all of a sudden, all of a sudden your bouncer's like, yep, come on in, yep, come on in, yep, come on in, instead of rejecting them. And all of a sudden you're consciously aware of just how many there actually are around you, okay? Another one is uh, you're walking in a crowded area. There's a lot of noise. Your bouncer's on like overdrive trying to block out a bunch of stuff from your conscious awareness. And all of a sudden over this cacophony of noise, all of a sudden you hear your name, bam, your name instant access into conscious awareness. Um, that is something that will, you know, kind of always be on your list is as soon as you hear your name, you, well, what, what, somebody called my name and you look up, that's one of those highly conditioned, you know, permanent guest list kind of, kind of thing. Your bouncer lets in and, uh, might even be on the lookout for it. Yep. You're going in. Okay. Now the, so the negative self-talk and his guests, are um, they're on the list when you by default put them on the list by saying the same negative things to yourself over and over you know the I'm not smart I'm not good enough uh, you hear it from other people maybe sometimes and then you begin to uh, believe it and for whatever reason believing negative crap is a lot easier for us than believing positive crap I don't understand why but that's that's what happens and so you start you start repeating it you start etching that that thing on the guest list for, for Mr. Conscious Awareness Bouncer, and he starts to let them in, and they start to bring friends, and you start making choices. Now, here's here's the here's here's the kicker. Here's where it gets um, either really valuable or really detrimental, depending on whether or not you're using it on purpose. Now, the the choices that you make are based on the things that you are aware of, that you're consciously aware of, that confirm or reinforce the beliefs. The beliefs are, are kind of the things that show up on, on the guest list. So when negative self-talk gets into the club and circumstances that confirm that negative self-talk or options, you, you know, hey, I'm at a point of decision, uh, I'm going to lean towards the thing that confirms that which I believe. And if you believe the negative self-talk, you're going to make choices that are aligned to that negative self-talk. That doesn't mean that there's not a better choice available. It means that you're not necessarily conscious aware of, consciously aware of what that better choice is. So when you start doing the positive self-talk, those affirmations where you're like, hey, I'm going to... Uh, they talk about, you know, write down your goals, repeat them daily. If you've ever read Napoleon Hill, um, Think and Grow Rich, that's one of those, that's one of those very key things. He's like, write down your, th- your, your, your goals and what's important to you, post it somewhere, repeat it daily over and over and over. Lots of people tell you to do this. Um, I'm telling you to do this. I've done it. I repeat the things that I want to accomplish over and over. And I'm going to tell you why 
that works, okay? Because when you take the time, I'm investing my time, my only non-renewable resource, to say these things to myself repeatedly, they start getting put on my guest list, okay? And then as they get put on my guest list, they're the things that, that's the positive thing that's replacing the bad habit. Negative self is the bad habit. I acknowledge that I had negative self-talk. Still have some in areas of my life. And I decide that I want to replace it. So now I got to start noticing when it happens. And when I notice that it happened, I need to rectify that and fix it. Okay? And and change it. And this is actually where the positive replacement habit comes in. It's just kind of coming in afterward. Right? So that's not what I want to say to myself. What is it that I want to say to myself? You know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me, right? And and then I start noticing it sooner and sooner and sooner until I'm catching it as it's happening. Catching that self-talk, that negative self-talk, as it's happening, I'm replacing it with the positive self-talk in the moment. Some of it got out, but not all of it. Or maybe all of it did, but it was immediate, you know? And I replace it with the positive, okay? Then I'm going to start catching it before it happens. And I'm going to replace it with the positive self-talk. And and a good way to do this, to be replacing it with the positive self-talk, is to insert the positive self-talk on a whole different plane than this. I'm going to, I'm going to habitually introduce this positive self-talk into my life by scheduling it having it on my mirror in my bathroom, setting an alarm on my phone that pops up with a list of things that I'm going to say to myself, you know, every hour or whatever, whatever it might be. And you begin, you begin to um, etch that more into your guest list, uh, makes it easier for you to replace it, replace the negative one with that positive one, the more you begin to do it repetitively in, in, in your own head, Okay. Now, when once you are able to do that, the thing that goes along with the positive self-talk and his guests or her, you know, I keep saying his, but it could be, you know, if you're her, then that's fine, okay? His or her self-talk, good, you know, positive self-talk and guests, negative self-talk and guests, okay? As positive self-talk begins to show up more, then you become more frequently and more in more intensely aware of the things, the options, the circumstances, the choices, the words of others, all these things that reinforce that belief, okay? That thing that got on your guest list. So as you become more aware of things that, um, that confirm that which you believe, you start making different choices. Now, if I'm going to go, you know, one of the things I struggle with is making good, good, healthy choices, okay, um, with eating. And so I'm going to go to my pantry, and if I'm talking to myself, you know, I can't make healthy choices. I can't make healthy choices. The only thing that's going to pop out at me in my pantry or my fridge is going to be the things that are not healthy, the things that that confirm my 
my belief, my bias that I am not a healthy person and that I can't be a healthy person. That's too hard and it's gross. And if I do notice the, the healthy things, I go, ew, those are gross. I don't want those. I want, you know, I want chips and cheese and carbs and, you know, sugar and whatever, right? And those are the things that are more prominent in my awareness because they confirm my self-talk or my self-doubt about how I'm not a healthy person. If I go into that kitchen and I'm telling myself I am a healthy person, I make healthy choices, regardless of whether or not I have in the past, but I'm I'm, I'm doing the positive self-talk of I am healthy, I make healthy choices, then the healthy choices are going to be the more prominent thing that I see in my pantry or my fridge. And I'm going to be more inclined to choose those because I'm telling myself I'm a healthy person and a healthy person chooses the salad, the lean protein, the protein shake, the, you know, whatever it might be that, that meets that criteria. I'm going to see and choose the thing that confirms what I believe and what I'm telling myself. Okay, so the choices didn't change. My awareness of the choices changed. So this is this is where it gets into the where people have a hard time uh, with the the idea of the woo woo name it claim it kind of thing. Is as you begin to say these positive things to you, it's not just like you know I I don't agree with the name it and claim it thing. Where if from the perspective that. I'm going to say this thing and then I'm just going to sit back and wait for it to fall on my lap. It's not the way it works. It, you, you work. It takes work. You have to work at it. It's hard. It, is, it requires intentionality. It requires discipline. But when you are naming it, i.e. the, you know, the self-talk or the, the, the encouraging talk to, to and about yourself and about your circumstances and what a person that you want to be would do in your circumstances, right? Then your awareness shifts and, be, and you become more aware of the options that confirm that talk. And you start making different choices as a result. And it's not that different choices are available. It's that different choices become, you become aware of the different choices. They've always been there. Just your awareness shifts. And so you start choosing things that confirm and reinforce the positive self-talk, new bias and belief that you've created instead of reinforcing and confirming the negative. Okay, So that's the way that um, that name it and claim it kind of thing. That's 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 how it actually works. If you want to, you know, if you want to label it that way, if it's, if it's actually working, it's not a, it's not a say it and sit back and chill and wait for something good to happen. It is, um, you're going through life anyway, time is going by, efforts being put out, choices are being made. You're just shifting what you're aware of in those circumstances. You're confirming a different bias in the different things that you do. And as you, as you choose those choices. So here's, you know, let's go back into the pantry mode, right? If I'm, if I'm in the transition from unhealthy to healthy and I'm shifting my self-talk, I'm a healthy person and I make healthy choices. Okay. I'm going to hit my pantry and I'm going to see my healthy options. And as I 
choose those and confirm the bias that I'm a healthy person, it affects my health. Okay, that's that positively impacts my health. Where I would previously, even the day before, or even the meal before, was neg- I was negatively impacting my health through negative choices. Okay, now eventually I'm going to get to a point where I'm I am in fact shifting what's available. If you are genuinely an unhealthy person, you know there was a time in my past where I was I was completely. Um, unintentional, just just willy-nilly with food. And there weren't any healthy choices in my pantry. But as I became more aware of, of the health dynamics that, you know, started counting calories, oh man, started, that's what it started with. I thought I was, I thought, you know, I don't eat that bad until I tallied up my lunch that I was having every day and went, wow, my lunch is 2,200 calories which is more than the daily calorie limit for the you know stereotypical diet, right? Okay, I need to make a change. So I started re I started changing my calorie intake based you know, just on calories, not necessarily quality of calories, but number. And that just started that started to shift my overall behavior. And eventually what cycled into my pantry were things that were better choices than what was there before. And so it starts to slowly shift. And the more and more I make the conscious effort, you know, it started out with, I don't eat that many calories. I have, you know, I'm a person that eats X number of calories per day, 2000 calories a day and not, and I won't exceed it. Okay. Therefore my choices confirm that. And I eat 2000 calories a day and I start and, and I start making choices that go, if I'm only going to eat 2,000 calories a day, I better make sure that they're calories that will fill me up so I'm not hungry. And my choices shift. And eventually my pantry shifted. And eventually you get to the point where there aren't really the unhealthy options available because you have chosen the series, you've made the series of choices that confirm the bias of the positive self-talk over time. And as you've been doing that, not only have you been changing what the available choices are in your controlled environment, but you've actually been experiencing the positive effect of those choices in yourself. Okay. And that, you know, diet, exercise, those types of things are easy. They're really easy to see how that dynamic can work. Um, It's harder to see in, you know, wealth and relationships, right? But that's what the self-sabotage thing does where people, people, believe something about they have this ceiling of belief and and self-leadership that is this is this is what i deserve this is what i'm i max out of this and if they notice all of a sudden that they're a little bit higher than that they're going to do things their awareness of the available options is going to shift to the point where it confirms aiming back towards what they think they deserve and they're going to start making the choices that lead there those aren't the only choices available there are still choices available to keep them at this higher level or even make them go higher, but they don't make those choices because they're confirming a bias that's inside of their subconscious of here's the level that I'm supposed to be at, okay? And that's true for relationships. I deserve, you know, I, I deserve somebody that treats me badly or that takes advantage of me or uh, I'm supposed to be working for a boss that is 
a dictator or, you know, whatever it might be, any number of things. And they're not conscious. These are not conscious choices like, hey, you know what? I really want to have a boyfriend or girlfriend that takes advantage of me, that lies to me, that cheats on me, that does all this stuff. It's just these subconscious things. I'm not worth, I'm not worthy of somebody that treats me the right way. So I'm going to subconsciously, my little, my little uh, bouncer to my conscious awareness is only going to let things that confirm those biases through the door. That's how it works. And as I've been using this awareness, I've been, I've been changing my own results. Just, you know, just personally and internally, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm building a business. I'm, publishing content. I'm I'm doing things that I have previously told myself that I couldn't or wouldn't or shouldn't do. And I've been able to overcome the negative self-talk barrier to some degree in some areas of my life. And I've seen the benefit. I've seen the positive outcomes that can happen when I make those choices. And those choices start with what I tell myself, the story that I tell myself about myself, about my circumstances, about who I am, okay? That's where it starts. And as I start to change the stories I'm telling myself about myself, then my awareness shifts to more options that were always there that confirm a new bias inside of me. And as I make those new decisions and I confirm those new positive biases through those decisions, then I increase the number of opportunities, positive opportunities that reinforce that further reinforce that. And I get to change my circumstances. I, to, I, I change my results. And it simply starts with the thoughts inside of me. So it's not like I'm going to think happy thoughts and happy things will happen. If you oversimplify it, that's what it is. But it's a whole chain of events and a whole series of processes and, and conscious, intentional choices to be aware and to, and to make intentional choices because of that awareness that change what your default is. Because if you, if you just run on autopilot, you're just going to do more of what you've already done. If you want to, if you want different results, you have to have different actions. If you want different actions, you have to have different thoughts. If you want different thoughts, you have to have different beliefs. It's the guest list. Okay? Change your guest list into your conscious awareness, and your bounce will work for you instead of against you. Okay? Until next time, I'll talk to you later.